Seltzer Kings Podcasts. On today's episode, fetishes and fantasies versus love and life, duck, duck, douche, and our top ten and a half ways to waste your time without wasting your time. All that and more on today's episode of Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg. Help me out, almighty Lori Beth Denberg. Give me the vital information so I get the red dots to do, yeah. The church of Lori Beth is in session and we're reading from the scriptures of vital information. Talk to my goddess and my savior, my LBT. Just tell me what's going on. is Lori Beth Denberg and welcome to Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg. With me as always is my wooiest friend, Clark Crozer. Hello. Hello. I'm going to get my dog to start howling here if I keep doing that. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Little. All right. That is, what better way to start a show than that? So that was Flynn. Yes. We talk a lot about Baggy. Right. That was Flynn, who you taught to, to howl. howl. Yeah. I, I, he didn't know how to do it before, and I sat with him for about an hour. Every minute, he was getting a little closer to learning how to howl, and he finally got it. <laughs> it was it was a long journey, but it was worth it. It's, a, it's worth it. Yeah. How are you doing? I am doing okay. We yeah. apparently survived 2020. We did. It's 2021. Yes. Woo-hoo! And, uh, man, it was rough. Yeah, that was a tough one. <laughs> Looking back... The best thing that happened in 2020 was my dad and I fixed our water heater. Oh, yeah. Our water heater broke. And my dad, the important thing to know about my dad is that he's 76 years old right now. He has arthritis. He has health problems. He can't do a lot of stuff that he used to be able to do. And he was an electrician for 30 years. Mm -hmm. Anything broke in our house, he could fix it. Right. You know, recently we, you know, needed a new garage door. Not the door, but like the The motor. The The motor. The motor. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so he couldn't do that himself. You know, normally he would have. He would have changed the spring on the garage door right. when it broke. And he just, and that's really frustrating. It's really frustrating to him. I know to a lot of older people right. that can't do the things. Like his brain is there. A right. lot of times he'll be the brain and I'll be the hands. Right. Um, which I'm not qualified <laughs> for much. So I really rely on his brain. Yeah. But um, he just kind of went, we're going to fix this ourselves." Nice. And he got the parts and we did it. And then. Wait. Did he get the parts or did you get the parts? No, he he, he got, knew what the parts were. Oh yeah, no, no, he knows everything. Yeah, but he, did you have to go buy them? No, he oh. he went to Lowe's once. Okay, he's able to do some stuff. Okay, but um, I mean, he's able to do a lot of stuff. Sure, he's not sure. Like I'm saying I'm saying more COVID than anything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think he might have gone to Lowe's for something, but he's mm. all about the Amazons. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course. So um. So he got the stuff and we fixed it and had hot water and he took a shower and then there was a lot of natural gas in the air in our oh, nice. in our garage where the water heater lives. So I said, nice. Dad, 
I said, babe, we're going to have to call someone. Yeah. This is not, it's not that safe. Right. Um, but then he got more parts on Amazon and we sat for hours uh. and we fixed it. Wow. We fixed, you fixed it together. the gas problem. We shook the whole thing apart again. Wow. We redid it all. And now we have hot water and there is. Did you have to put the tape around the pipes? Sometimes <laughs> you uh, like when you're doing water stuff, you have to put like a special tape. Yeah. Before you screw a pipe into another pipe. I know a lot of the tools. Sure. You know, Phillips, Flathead, all this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I can help him some. But this one thing came up that I was just stymied by. Okay. Because we did it after the first time we fixed it, quote unquote fixed it. Right, right. Which included a a gas gas leak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) He said to me when we were looking for the smell of the gas, he goes, go bring me some some soap suds. And I'm like, okay. And I went (laughs) and I got a little uh, mug and I put some soap in it and some water and I brought it out. And he's like kind of putting the soap suds on. This will make sense in a minute, like on the pipe. Right. And then he goes, you could have brought more soap. And I'm like, okay. So then I go back in the house and I get a bowl and I put like five squirts of soap in the bowl. Okay. There's like dish soap. Sure, sure. And I bring it out and he's like, no, go get the bottle. And I'm like, I don't understand (laughs) the soap quotient in what we're doing. I don't understand. He didn't didn't explain to you why you needed the bubbles? No, or how. So I bring him the the actual like bottle and he just squeezes is that shit all over the whole pipe and i understand we're looking for bubbles we're right. looking for you know where the pss is right. coming out and then it'll make bubbles it'll make but it bubbles. was like literally like you handed him a bar of soap yeah i don't know i just <laughs> i really wrong said, answer he said i don't understand where this comes into the plumbing i don't understand the soap relationship to a gas leak That's and funny. now i do yeah see yeah and then one of my least favorite things yeah. which just seems ironic and unfair is when you have to clean up the, soap. Right, right. Because soap's already clean. You use it to clean other things. Right. And when you have to clean it, like when you drop a bottle of shampoo, it's like, well, this should be like even Steven. It yeah. should just be okay. But you do have to clean it up. So 2020, you sucked my dick. Right. Explicit. There's going to be an explicit uh, that's on okay. this. That's all right. But um, the water heater is fixed and it was done with uh my dad and I's four hands and two brains. So and wait, when was the water heater finally uh, finally done? Like the second time around? Uh, just before the end of the year. So the the only good thing that happened in 2020 happened like minutes before yeah. it became 2021? Well, I you know what? I mean, obviously <laughs> I'm being hyperbolic. We started this podcast in 2020. That's true. See, that's you know, a great thing. A, lot of, a, a couple of good things happened in 2020. Had, your kids had a lot of milestones. Like there's sure. been, obviously there's been stuff, but to look back and just say, a feeling of accomplishment, right. a feeling of, you know, and my dad and I did it together. Yeah. And, but uh, yeah, so that's, that's awesome. really limping to the finish line. No, with, uh, but, hey, at least it's a win. You, you ended with a win. Exactly. That's a good thing. Exactly. That's a so very good welcome thing. to 2021, everybody. Glad you made it. 
pouring one out for the people that didn't. Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't we move on to, uh, to a couple of questions? I have some people here that need a little advice and I hear you're good at giving advice. Hey, That's like the title of the show. So why don't we do that? Okay. All right. So our first question here is from a gentleman by the name of rich rich and rich asks you LB. I need help coping with social media. Oh, that's the whole question. That's a big question. That's a very big question. That's a big question with few words. So thank you, Rich. Um, You know, we are in this place where social media seems inevitable and we can't do without it. And it brings us plenty of horror and sadness and frustration and kitty cat videos. Sure. You know, it's this real mixed bag. Yeah. And... It can get um, it can get really tedious. My best friend went off Facebook a mm. while ago, months oh, ago, really, and she likes it. But her husband's on it, so she gets fed right. little nuggets. Exactly. Um, it is really difficult to deal with, and the ways to cope with it are to limit your exposure. Right. You know, and to maybe take a week off, which I mean, I don't know if I could. Well, plus, I mean, a lot of everybody that, that sends in questions, a lot of them are coming through Instagram and Facebook and stuff. So I think this question came through Facebook. Yeah. So I want to, you know, be able to engage with everybody and engage with friends. And, you know, especially it was the holidays. I saw, you know, tons of, People I would have spent time with, but just them in their pajamas, you know, doing their Christmas COVID style. And, you know, I I don't want to miss out on that stuff, but I need to be vigilant with myself, which I'm not good at, of not watching things that I know are going to upset me. Yes. And it's it's really like getting into videos Mm -hmm. um, in like scrolling through and watching like. Videos of Karen's going off, which I know your wife's name is Karen and she is wonderful, but she's so woke that I'm sure she's like willing to give up her name. She is. She's completely fine with the fact that Karen's are called Karen's. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of stuff and just maddening stuff. And to, to a large extent, our friends are our friends on social media and people are yelling into the echo chamber. Yeah, exactly. And then people have the family members. And the this and the, you know, I'm friends with a lot of people I don't necessarily know mm-hmm. that are, you know, fans and stuff. And I'm Absolutely. like, okay. And if they're a huge problem, I can block them or whatever. Yeah. But um, even the people I agree with just kind of reinforces things that I'm angry and upset about. Right. So either way, it's a dangerous thing. Yeah. I go down the the sinkhole what's it called the rabbit hole the rabbit hole. hole yes the rabbit hole of those videos and it's it fills me with rage it makes my shoulders go up yeah i think a lot of people really need to learn it's i agree it's, quitting facebook quitting instagram quitting social media is an option however mm-hmm. i don't think you need to go to that extreme i think honestly people just need to get a little bit better at 
stepping away, knowing when you're full from the meal, right? Talking mm. about the exact, if you're looking on Facebook and you look down and it's been 30 minutes yeah. and you're still involved in some chat with somebody, maybe you should stop and yeah. pick I, it up tomorrow. I like that when you're full, like I'll be like, I'm just angry enough. Exactly. I'm going to go watch Bob's Burgers. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. And uh, I, you can't uh, uh, forget about the hide. The hide is oh, a fantastic feature. The hide. You don't have to completely cut ties with somebody. You can just hide them for 30 days or three months or whatever you want. And then they're still your friends. And if you feel like it, you can go to their page and check out what they've been doing. Yeah. But they aren't kind of filling your feed with nonsense and, and hatred and anger. Yeah. That's always an, a good. Yeah. So it's just it's that's what I was going to say too. unfriend those fuckers. Yeah, exactly. But hiding, I've used hiding more than a few times. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah. Uh, you don't, especially because when it comes to like a family member or something, if you unfollow somebody, if you cut ties and they find out, they'll be pissed. Yeah. And then you have to deal with more shit. Yeah. Or have the whole conversation about why you did it, exactly. which is like what you didn't want to engage in in the first place. Let me say this. Exactly. Let me say this as long as we're talking about social media. Yeah. Instagram. Yeah. If you're listening, <laughs> you have sent me about 4,000 emails. Yes. Literally, I'm not being hyperbolic. Yeah. I get about 100 a day since November. Yes. Telling me. The same thing. The same thing. Telling me. LB, we've made it easier than ever to get back on Instagram. Yeah. And what the hell? As far as Something I know, is going wrong. I, I haven't been hacked. There hasn't been any weird stuff unless you can like clone a page or something. Uh, I don't but know. But honestly, or if anybody out there knows what I can do, I've already written to them. Yeah. I called the number, which of course says you can't get help when you call this number. <laughs> right. So I don't know why they have it. <laughs> But honestly, I get probably 500 emails a day. Yeah, I saw your phone. You yes. showed me all of these emails. It's insane. I, I would break my phone if yes. I was getting that many emails from one place. So Instagram, Schminstagram, or any of the... Uh, oh, we have to come up with a name for the people that listen to this show. Oh, yeah. There are, are, the our Vicers. audience. Yeah, the... Uh, something. We'll have bad. to work on it. Yeah. We'll try to debut that next week. Bad, bad batters, the, bad baddies, <laughs> bad battles. The Lori Bats. That's confusing. <laughs> the Lori Bats. So, Rich, take a break, take a breath, hide people. Yep. Um, I know that it causes me to really stew in anger a lot. Right. And I need to regulate that for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's just so delicious to be angry sometimes, <laughs> but it's not good. It's not healthy. Yeah. That's, that's very good advice. Uh, let's move on to question number two. Okay. okay to question number two is from a gentleman named Dylan and Dylan He's having some problems. Uh Uh-oh. He really likes this girl. Okay. But these other two girls really like him, but he doesn't like them. Okay. I don't know if the girl that I like likes me back. I don't know what to do. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. So he likes a girl. Mm -hmm. Two other girls like him, but he doesn't like them. He likes this other girl, but he doesn't know if the other girl likes him. What should he do? Well, thank you for that verbatim I, recap. I'm just recapping uh, in my own words. Okay, Dylan, here's what I'm going to say. 
don't be an asshole. <laughs> if you don't like those other two girls, they are not your break in case of emergency <laughs> behind the glass fake girlfriends. Yes. Just don't do it. Yeah. Um, as far as the one that you do like, talk to her. See if you have things in common. See if she wants to hang out or yeah. get a cup of coffee <laughs> or I don't know how old you are, Dylan. Yeah, I know. Again, That's a question. Again, could be like 13. Right. I don't know. She plays soccer, <laughs> but the boys and girls are separate. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I should bring her some orange slices <laughs> for halftime. Um, is halftime what they call soccer? Sure. Well, there I think there is a halftime in soccer. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that works. Or for our international listeners, football. football. Oh, uh, I'm sure we're super big in Spain right yeah. now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, A, leave those other girls alone. Yeah, they don't need to be a part of this question. No, yeah. and and them being a part of it makes you a dick. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. No. Acting on it yes. would make you a dick. Yeah, if you don't like them, leave them alone. They can like you all they want, and, and that's their uh, question for us. Yes. Exactly. Uh, what do we do about Dylan? We're best friends and we both like the same guy. Right, exactly. <laughs> Other two girls, right in. Just focus on the one girl you actually do like. Yeah, and, and approach her with respect. Right. Because that's the issue with the other two girls is there's not respect going on. There's kind of... Eh, using whatever. Right. But if you like this other girl, treat her with respect. Really care about what she's interested in, what she wants. Absolutely. And talk to her. And it's hard and it's scary. And rejection is is the worstest. But you got to do it. Yeah. You got to do it. If you if you if you back down, if you if you get too scared, you'll just end up with regrets. Yes. And you don't want to do that. No regrets, no especially regrets. if you're 13. He's like, <laughs> exactly. I'm done with this. I quit soccer. Right. I quit trig. <laughs> going to community Wait, college trig? the rest of my life. He's 13. I'm assuming he's really good at math. Oh, okay. Which is why he's like a super nerd, good at math and computers and has poor social skills. And he's going to get into college. College early because he's so smart. Is that what you're saying? No, I said he's going to quit everything and go to community college until he's 50. Right. Oh, until he's 50. I thought you were he was going to go into community college now at 13. No, not when and you be lose the, the Doogie Hauser of community college. No, he's not if he loses all hope. Oh, it's true. Yeah. Don't lose hope. Dylan, this got pretty dark. Yeah. Ask the girl out that you like. Yeah, be be a be a be a good guy. Yes. A- ask the girl that you like, and and I hope for the best. Yes. Good luck. Uh, all right, let's move on to question number three. Ooh. Question number three is from uh, a gentleman by the name of Jason, and Jason has been asking uh, for a while now. Due to the pandemic, I've had a lot more time on my hands, uh-huh. and it's been tough to figure out what to do what to watch, what to listen to. How do you pick a movie, TV show, podcast, when we have every option in the world available to us at once? That is a very good question, Jason. First of all, 
Congratulations on making it this far. Yeah. I mean, I know it's 2021 and we're all trying to be hopeful, but we're still in this. Yes. And I don't want hopefulness to give way to sloppiness. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. it's like we've all been like, fuck you, 2020. Right. 2021. And Just it's because like, there's a regi- regime change doesn't yeah. mean that the disease is going to be disappearing. Yeah, so, so get your 2021 mask on. Yes. And just stay at home. Stay home. I, stay I, safe I like if this. you can. He, he how do he needs advice on how to pick shows yeah, while he's at home. Yeah, because there's everything. There's everything. Right. right. So good. How do you choose? What? How, what is your criteria for picking a show to binge? Here's my criteria. It's about. Um, recommendations to a certain degree from certain people. Sure. Some of it is just things I've meant to watch forever. Right. Notoriety. At the beginning of this pandemic, yeah. I finally watched Twin Peaks. Oh, how was it? It was weird. weird. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> it was weird. It was good. It was slightly hokey just because of how old it is and right. because it was supposed to be. Yeah. You know, there's just David Lynchian that's, stuff all over. That's part of the confusing mystery exactly. of it. Exactly. Including David Lynch in a really funny part. Oh, yeah. Where he plays, I think, uh, Kyle MacLachlan's boss, but he can't hear. So he yells everything really loud. I won't right. even do it here. Okay. But, you know, that's something that what for 30 years yeah. I've been meaning to watch. Right. So I finally did. And it's just nice to know, like the thing everyone's talking about. Like yeah. I know what's in the zeitgeist yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. But something I'm getting better at Jason. Yes. Is I used to really, really have this thing where if I started something, I was going to finish it. Mm-hmm. And then I would be in the middle of something and I would say, I am actively not enjoying this. Yes. And I'd be like, I gotta finish it. Yes. And I don't have to do that anymore. There was one that you were watching. I feel like when we were at Eisenberg, what was the, there was the show that you were. Oh, you know what? It was Dexter. Was it Dexter? It was Dexter. And I felt like you didn't like it, but you kept watching. I was like four seasons in (laughs) and I was like, I, and this is what was weird about it. Cause you know, half of it was like so broad and cartoony and colorful. And I think it was that on purpose. Yeah. And then you had Michael C. Hall. Yes. Is that his name? Did I did it right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, who was so good. Dexter. He played Dexter. Yes. And he was so good. Yeah. And he's such a great character. Fantastic. And he's such a great actor. Yes. And so I'd be very drawn to the half of the show. And the yeah. other half, I would be like, why are you claymation? Right. Why is the rest of this claymation? Yeah. Especially like the sister character yeah. and the, the black lieutenant character. There were a yeah. couple of characters that were just like straight out of Warner Brothers cartoons. Yeah. So I'd be like, oh, I'm actively not enjoying this. Let's keep going. And um, I, I think at some point I fell off. Oh, no. What you know what it was, was um I got to the end of it and then there were more seasons. Okay. See, that's something I like to do as well with, especially with hour long dramas Yeah, is let it run its entire course Mm. and then watch it. Right. I did that with lost. Yeah. And I'm glad I did because 
the, you know, it notoriously pissed everyone off at yeah, the end. Yeah, it shot the you bed. You know, and it was it was a situation. I've heard them say it's like we didn't expect it to be a hit. We didn't have this planned <laughs> right, out. Right. So knowing that there was not a satisfying ending, I just Made went it. for the ride. Yes. Oh, you're so lucky. I know. I'm sorry. I did Lost Live, and good lord, that was frustrating. Yeah. It's. Uh, oh, you did it so much better. Yeah. That's such a better way to do it. So th- I. I like to let stuff like that happen yeah, and then just sweep up. But I'm, currently I'm in the midst of some problems Okay, because I did everything. I didn't know that Better Call Saul was still going. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. One I'm last season. Waiting. Now yeah. I'm waiting. No, Better Call Saul is a really good one. Yeah. But I, there's also here's the other question for you, because especially in pandemic times when you're at home a lot, you're you know, what are you doing? There's not much to do at home. You clean. You clean a lot. Yeah. You're constantly cleaning. And what I do is I always have media playing, whether that's a TV show or a movie or music, something playing while I'm cleaning the house Mm -hmm. or cleaning up after my five-year-old, whatever it is. Is there a difference of of shows that you look for when you're thinking of stuff to binge while you're focused on other things? That's that's interesting because I tend to have something playing 24-7. Yes, I know. And... To the point where you would break DVD players back yes. in the 90s, where you would just play them to death. Play them to death. And But while I'm engaged in something else, i.e. cleaning, or in my case, playing Candy Crush. Sure, sure, sure. Um, it has to be something I don't need to pay attention to. Right. Or something that's just light enough that I don't. Like, recently I watched something. I watched... Uh, either Frankie and Grace or Grace and Frankie, whichever one it is. The Netflix show. Yeah. And it was, um, you know, light. And I mean, there's certainly some serious parts. Sure, sure. But um, it was light enough that I could kind of watch it halfway while I was doing other stuff. Right. It wasn't like there were big battle scenes or something. There, There were years years of time where every single time I would go over to LB's house every single time there would be either a season of the Simpsons or a season of Futurama playing on the TV but not the regular audio you would constantly binge watch the director audio on the Simpsons and Futurama DVDs oh, I love that you would watch them oh, over and over again I love the audio commentaries yes and first of all the people that are making the show are funny yeah oh, of course and second of all I am I, you all know that I am an actor to a certain degree right but I really love production. Yeah. I love production. That's I love true. what goes into it. So that is very interesting to me. That's true. And I love that kind of behind the scenes stuff. So I'm all about it. Yeah. All I'm right. well, all about it. Uh, with this in mind, I would actually like to move away from our three questions and to our bit for this show. But the bit is called Top Ten and a Half. And now, ladies and gentlemen, LB and Clark's Top 10 and a Half. All right. Well, this is Top 10 and a Half. It is a very, very original idea where we list off 10 and a half things <laughs> that we personally pick and love uh, based on the topic of the day. And well, I, it is. It, it, it's it, a top 10 list 
is very, very worn common. out. Very, but very worn out. But we're doing a top ten and a half. Exactly. That's the spin that it's we're the, putting on it. The point five <laughs> is love. Uh, but today's top ten and a half are top ten and a half pandemic binges. Yes. I've been binging a lot. I know you've been binging some stuff. So I thought we would put together a list to help people out there. If any of you are desperately searching for something new to watch, it yes. is the season, right? Everything's off right now. There aren't any new episodes being shown of well, most something shows. Something to watch or listen to. We've got yeah. some podcasts in the mix. Yeah, you know. absolutely. So uh, let's start off with our number one uh, thing that you can binge during the pandemic pandemic mm -hmm. lb it is my favorite podcast called stuff you should know Woo. and it stars stars isn't quite the right <laughs> word it's hosted by uh josh and chuck okay and it is just great Ooh. and they are writers and researchers and they cover every topic under the sun, including the sun. Oh, wow. And there will be goofy ones, you know, how Lego works. Hmm. There will be how atomic energy works, like all of this different stuff. It's been on for years and years and years hmm. and years. It might have been on between 15 and 20 years. That's amazing. So they have hundreds of episodes huh. and they are just funny, cool guys. Uh what caught me at the very beginning, because I have been listening since the very beginning. Wow. And I used to listen to it while I was dog walking. Okay. I found it through another show called Stuff You Missed in History Class. Okay. There used to be, I don't know if it's around anymore, but it was How Stuff Works. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Remember that? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. these were all um, sitcoms podcasts yeah. that came out of that. Okay. And... So what caught me first was that Josh would make a lot of Simpsons references. Nice. And that they were funny. And, you know, it's just really great to listen to. Yeah. And they're very um, diligent about research. Oh, good. You know, it's I've learned real stuff. I have answered some Jeopardy questions. Wow. Based on my stuff you should know knowledge. You're getting smarter by listening to a podcast. I am. It's really great. Stuff you should know. Look it up. That is amazing. Okay. Right, what's uh, next? Number two is one of my picks, and it's called The Curse of Oak Island. I've never seen that. It is... I, I, I can't even explain how addicted I am to the show okay. for no reason. It's it's not a good show. It's it's one of those shows where you just can't stop watching it every episode. So basically what the, the real quick story is, is that there's an island and it's in Canada. Okay. It's to the east. It's right at the border of the U.S. and the Canada border. And on this island, tiny little, they didn't even have a road on this island before. And uh, they have found uh, treasure. There's been treasure go uh, a treasure hunt been going on for over 150 years so far. A constant treasure. There have been uh, U.S. presidents that have been looking for. Is this for based on a true story? This is a true story. Stuff this is a you documentary. Know did an episode about on this. Oak Island. Absolutely. Yes, it's amazing. It is such an interesting backstory, and there's uh, been just. 
I don't know, hundreds of different treasure hunters that have lived on this island trying to dig for this buried treasure. And there's booby traps and all this stuff. It's amazing. And the this show is basically about two guys, Rick and Marty, not Rick and Morty, <laughs> Rick and Marty Lagina. And they are, uh, I think, from Michigan, actually, and uh, a little well off. They've, you know, made some money in their life. And when they were kids, they were brothers. They read an article in a Reader's Digest okay. about Oak Island and have been obsessed about it ever since. Wow. So now they're using all of their money to spend on drills and digging equipment and all this stuff. Oh dear, and it's going to end Oak Island. Up, it's going to end them. It's, it's going to no, totally. It's going to end up being uh, Al Capone's. Yeah. Oh, thing. Well, that's the best part. So here's the best part of the show. I can tell you every single episode now, of the show. This is like a documentary show. A, this is a fixed. documentary show on the History Channel. So it's really them. Gotcha. Yes, really them. And every year, it's every season is that year's attempt to get the treasure. Okay. So they only have a certain amount of time because it's in Canada. So at a certain point, it gets too cold to dig. It gets too cold to yeah. look for treasure. So they, every season they're looking, but in every single episode is the exact same. Every single episode starts out, oh my God, I think we found something. <laughs> And then they're like digging and digging and they're looking and they have uh, metal detectors and they find something and they're, oh, my God, this is something. And me, they find, you know, uh, an ox uh, 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 shoe, okay. right? Like a, like a horseshoe, but for oxes. Yes. And then they find a whole trail of them and they go, this is amazing. There were a trail of ox here doing something. And they, they, they take it and they get it scanned and it comes back. Oh, this is from 1792. <laughs> this is a medal that America has never seen exactly. before. And they get, oh, they get so excited. And then they, it's like, they don't know what to do. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, now we have ox shoes. So there were ox here. Okay. They never find the treasure. They find no. everything else on that island. There is a penny that somebody dropped 20 years ago. Here's that penny, but no treasure. It's just really fun and the guys are crazy and it's the kind of show where you don't have to start at the beginning. Yeah. You can just, if you see it on TV, you turn it on, you start watching it. It's goofy and fun and I'm telling you, you're going to get hooked. Okay, done. All right, number three, LB. It's called Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. It is a radio show, actually, on okay. NPR, but I listen to it as a podcast. Okay. It's a weekly show. It's a quiz show. There's a celebrity panel. When I oh. say celebrity, I mean kind of like NPR-ish right. level celebrities, right. but they're smart and they're funny. Oh, that's cool. And the host is Peter Sagal. And... Um, they have people call in as contestants mm. and they ask the, you know, the panel different questions. It's all very current. Yeah. It's all news stories from that week, yeah. uh, but very funny stuff and very funny people. And so I really, really like it. That's awesome. Um, and I recommend it. Yes. Okay. Um, number four is a little bit different. Number four, I actually came up with something uh, for any of you out there that have kids. Oh, I know there are might be some people out there listening who have kids and you know what kids are getting bored too yes kids have to be stuck in this pandemic with us and they deserve some binges for their uh, for themselves so and I've, you deserve some time off while they binge <laughs> exactly parents. so uh i came up with an idea for my our list uh a tv show called Storybots. Storybots is on Netflix and uh, it is very short uh, uh, episodes. I think they're only 10, 15 minutes. Really fun. I just the most spectacular 
songwriting in any children's wow. uh, uh, show that I've ever seen. Uh, just amazing. And I actually wanted to play a couple of these songs just so you could kind of get a little uh, a taste of how okay. awesome this music is. One, two, better not sue. I know. Hope so. Hopefully, hopefully the story bots uh, will just love this publicity. Way out in the wilderness, away from the city air. Bobbing along with the forest song, it's the big brown boogie and bear. <laughs> well, the deer, they can't stop laughing, and the birds all stop and stare. In the meadow green, it's quite a scene. He's the big brown boogie so and that's bear. Anyway, this is, these are really fun songs. Those are really fun songs. It's a really fun show, and kids love it. Usually under about five, I would uh, recommend. But yeah, that would be a really fun thing for any kid that needs to binge anything. Storybots. Storybots. Okay, next up. Oh, something we both love. Yes. Um, uh, Clark didn't know anything about my podcast. I didn't know anything about his show so far. But we have gotten to number five, John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch yes. on Netflix. Not, not not the only time John Mulaney is going to be hitting this uh, this list, by the way. Oh, that's true. That's right. true. He, You know what? I've been really inspired, actually, by John Mulaney and yeah? some of his friends who have been doing just... It's like, I have an idea, let's do it. Yes, exactly. You know, I, I kind of get stuck in like, well, what sitcom can I think of? What movie, you know, projects? And just watching he and and his little, you know, different friends, his right. little, little different friends, right. um, do some different stuff over the last couple of years is really- So smart. Kind of broadened my mind. And yeah. especially John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch, which is on Netflix. Yeah, it's just one special. It's one special- um, part of me like just is begging for more and yeah. part of me is like, nope, leave it alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is a it is a children's show. It's a faux children's show right. in in the vein of Zoom or right. not there was a show called Zoom, right, look right, it up. Right. Or Kids Incorporated, yeah, if you're a little you older. Go. Where it's, you know, a show for kids. It's John Mulaney is there the whole time, but there's a bunch of kids that make up the cast and they sing and dance and it is just magical. Yeah, it really is. It is just magical. It is so funny oh. and so dark in places. And it's just really, really great. And so watch it. Yeah. But I do have to say that there is a, a cameo at the end by Jake Gyllenhaal. Right. And I have <laughs> never seen an actor commit to something so fully. It's so genius. It's so, I don't want to tell you what it is. No, no, no. I just want to say. Enjoy. Is, yes. The deepest take, <laughs> the strongest hold on any character I've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. It is fantastic. Uh, let's move on to number six. Oh, this is another one of mine. Yep. Central Park. It's an animated TV show. I am a huge fan of animation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am as well. I spend most of my time. We were just talking about binging stuff while doing other stuff. It's either Futurama, Family Guy, American Dad, Bob's Burgers. And actually, this show is brought to you by the people who make Bob's Burgers. Oh, so right. the animation is right. the same as Same animation. It is an animated show. It takes place in current day in Central Park. It's right. a family at the center of it, an interracial family. Yeah, Central the Park. dad is... Like in charge of Central Park. I don't mm. know if he's called the Ranger. He's not called the Ranger, mm. but this family is really, really fun and funny. It is a full on musical. Oh, wow. Every episode has 
songs that push the story forward. Wow. Which is an incredible amount of work. Amount of work and feet and yeah. risky thing to do. Wow. It is there's like a narrator guy, kind of a Greek chorus, but it's one guy. Okay. And that's Josh Gad. Okay. Who for some of you will know as one of the original cast members of the Book of Mormon. Right. A lot Olaf. more people know him as Olaf right. from the Frozenist movies. Yes, yes, yes. Um but it is a, it is a delight. Yeah. And I don't say that with with facetiousness, which it sounds like I am. <laughs> so I, I think that's on Apple TV. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, let's move on to number seven. Seven actually is one of my choices, and it's actually a trio of movies. Ah. It's uh, uh, the creators of South Park were Trey Parker and Matt Stone, <gasps> love and I them. love them. They are amazing and so smart and so funny. And when they were in college, uh, Trey Parker made a movie, and that movie was so good I mean, it was horrible. It's a it's a bad movie, but it was so good. It was so badly good uh, that it was picked up by Trauma, the the What's the that? studio that put out like uh, uh, what was the the radioactive man that what was that uh, Toxic Avenger? Oh, okay. That Toxic Avenger movie. Lots of B movies, campy old B movies, were produced by this company called Trauma, and they found the can the uh, Trey Parker's original movie, and it was called Cannibal the Musical. <laughs> <laughs> and they picked it up, and it is hilarious. The music is fantastic. It's Trey Parker. I think right? I've seen parts of it, but I've never gotten to enjoy the whole of it. It is really, really funny. Uh, that's followed by, of course, Basketball. <laughs> and Basketball was uh, not really Trey Parker and Matt Stone's movie. Somebody, uh, somebody that was else. The Zuckers, that was right? a Zucker movie. Who yeah, brought us airplanes. Airplane, yeah. So uh, it's still really, really funny. Uh, and then, of course, you can't leave out Orgasmo. Oh, Orgasmo, Orgasmo was such a, a special movie for me at a, at a, at a certain point in my life. the germ of Book of Mormon. Yes, which is also written by Trey and Matt. And to give a, a quick synopsis. Orgasmo was about uh, two, uh, basically one, uh, a young uh, Mormon uh, gentleman on his Mormon mission in LA and on his Mormon mission he knocks on a door and it happens to be the door of a porn house making porn movies in the valley here and he kind of gets sucked into making porn as a Mormon missionary and it's just fucking hilarious. It's wonderful. So good. So funny. And I like funny. you said porn house like noodle house. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's house what you call pancakes, them, right? noodle no. house, porn house. Porn house. All right, let's... Um, Moving on to number eight. Oh, another podcast slash audiobook stuff, The Ricky Gervais Show. Oh, yeah. Now, what I love is that we're, hopefully we're hipping you to something you might not know about, right. listener, but they're all far more successful. Like, than us. Yeah, we're yeah. not like oh, finding yeah. you diamonds in the rough, but there is so much, just like Jason said right. in his question, there is so much. Yeah, these that, aren't really hidden gems as much as they're just gems. Exactly. They're just gems that we love to binge. Uh, Ricky Gervais, so you might know from as one of the creators and directors of the original British, British. office. Yep. And his co-creator, co-director is Stephen Merchant. Yep. And so they've written a lot of stuff together. They're funny. They started, they had a radio show and they got this producer who's just randomly assigned to them named Carl Pilkington. Yes, Carl! And that was like this magic bolt from above. Yeah. Because Carl. Carl is such a weird 
smart, stupid, agonizing, sweet guy. He, he definitely has to be on the spectrum, right? He, I, I don't know. He definitely has that feel where his his speech, he, he doesn't get a lot of humor yeah, or sarcasm. Like he just doesn't yeah, get it. It's like he's thick, but then he's uh, really kind of has these crazy ideas. Yeah. And it, basically the whole of it is Ricky Gervais making fun of him. Right. And him really kind of standing up and saying, here's what, you know, wait, you don't understand me. What I'm trying to say is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, it is just fantastic. I think, Carl, you know, you're saying, is he on the spectrum? I think that he is a wonderful case study for nature versus nurture. What an interesting, yeah, absolutely. Because we find out a lot about his family over the over the years. So this started as, I mean, probably 20 years ago or more, this radio show where he was their producer. Then he just, I mean, people were like, this is all about Carl right, now. Right. So they did podcasts, like a series of two or three series of podcasts. Yeah. Then those were so popular that iTunes called them audiobooks. Oh, really? Because they were clogging <laughs> up the, the, I, the, you know, the podcast list. And then after that, I might be missing something, but after that, they did uh, guides to, it was the Ricky Gervais Guide to the Arts, Ricky Gervais mm. Guide to Society. There was probably about 10 of them. I have listened to them probably a dozen times oh, each. Oh, really? Yeah, I just love them. It's so much fun. I know eventually they started doing... Uh... Uh, uh, like oh, specials, yes. like uh, Idiot Abroad, I believe yes, they did. The, yeah, the Carl, where they just send Carl out into the world. Exactly, he's done other stuff. I think what they said about that was, we're going to send Carl out to see the Seven Wonders. Yes, and if he's not impressed by any of them, there's something fundamentally wrong with him. Exactly, which he wasn't. He wasn't yeah, impressed no, by never, any of them. He's never. He's all every everything. He's <laughs> like, I can see it on television. <laughs> Um, but he says telly because they're British. But right. OK, check it out. Yeah, it is so fun. What's I really love next? that show. Number nine is Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Tell me about this. I'm <sighs> big Karate Kid chick from growing up, yes. but I have not seen Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai is so much better than it should be. <laughs> It is a television show sequel 30 years after the original movie, (laughs) and it is so damn good. It's more about really the kids than it is about Daniel and Johnny. Okay. But, you know, Johnny is the lead character, the bad guy from Karate Kid, the guy that that, uh, uh, Daniel kicked in the face with the crane kick. The guy that was going to, quote, sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. That was him. Uh, And just the characters that they bring in from the original movie to do cameos and and the storylines are so fun. And there's just something hilarious because you and I have lived in the valley here, the yeah. San Fernando Valley. Yeah, does Daniel still have to live in Reseda? Yeah, he does. And so the <laughs> whole time uh, we're watching this, I keep going, why do they make it sound like the valley is obsessed about karate? Yeah. Like everyone in the valley just loves karate so much. Like there's a big karate club at all the valley schools. It's just so weird and lovely and fun. And, and I, I love it. I just like to say that in the original Karate Kid, you know, Daniel's all upset and his life is ruined because he has to move from New York to Reseda, Reseda, California. My house is about six seconds from Reseda. (laughs) And I was always like, yeah, yeah, he's right to be upset. His apartment is still there and I drive by it every once in a while. It's fun. Um, Okay, last main 
uh, item on this list. We've had hit number 10. We hit, still have the half, but number 10 is a big one. We really, really recommend this yes. show. It is such a fan. It is one of the best shows on television right now, yes. if you ask me. Uh, and uh, the funny thing is, it's one of the only television shows that's really not a television show. It's just a bunch of little mini movies. Yes. It really isn't a television show. There's no narrative. There's no characters from one episode to the other. It's all mini movies, and it is called documentary now yes and uh we brought up john mulaney earlier john mulaney is in this he's and he he's written a lot of episodes i would say the the most used actors are fred armison and bill Hader. yeah they're they're the creators they're They're the the creators creators of the show Um, seth myers has written episodes that you know john mulaney has written episodes i can't tell you how much each episode is like a lovely piece of candy to oh, savor. And, and the more you know about documentaries, the better it's going to be for oh, yeah, you. Because each one is a parody Loosely of an actual based. documentary. Yes. Um, so, I mean, and there's so much Bill Hader and what the world needs is, is way more Bill Hader, way more Bill Hader. It's oh, so funny. So it's great. So funny. So funny. One of our favorites is a parody of a documentary about the, the making of company. Was it? The, the cast recording. The cast recording of yes. the company. Like the, the recording of the of the record. And they do a, a, a spoof on that for a, a play called Co-op. And they are making, they, they literally wrote music for a musical and that does really not good. exist. And it is good music. Here, should I play Can one? Play? Yeah, play. What should I do play? Holiday Party? Yes. All right. This is Holiday Party. I'm going to skip past the carols. very harrowing when the invite came for an evening of caroling i don't like singing i'm not much for conversation and the combo of the two gave me such hesitation i took a little something just to dull all the edges either that or i was certain to be jumping off the ledges i'm really quite sorry but i'm going to admit it i'm really so sorry if i could i would quit it but the fact of the matter is i did a little cocaine tonight (laughs) (laughs) there's just something so fantastic and what they've done and and this is something where it's really funny but especially if you're in on it more the songs they wrote are very Sondheimian. Yes. So, you know, Stephen Sondheim wrote Company. Right. And these are, you know, echo not only, that. Not only are they mocking the style of documentary, they are mocking individual songs yeah. that Stephen Sondheim wrote. It's so brilliant it's and it's really so great. well done. It, the, every episode is just a little gift. And I was I was watching the, the co-op one that we just heard a song from yeah. and I was like, God, the girl that plays the lead in it. Yes. Is so good. She plays Dee Dee, and it's like, how is she so good? And we were like, what is she? You know, is she mostly Broadway? Whatever. I look her up, and it is the same actress that plays Angelica Schuyler in Hamilton. Exactly. So these are high caliber people. Big Broadway people. So good. Absolutely amazing. And then, lastly, for our half, our ten and a half, uh, I would like to recommend one last TV show that never got its full due and never got a lot of love called Angie Tribeca. Angie Tribeca. Angie Tribeca. It was such a personal favorite of mine. If you like uh, Police Squad, if you like Naked Gun, if you like Airplane, any of those old, really silly, wacky comedy movies or shows, Angie Tribeca is just a brilliant, updated new version of that style. It's so funny, and they didn't get to finish it. And I'm always very sad when that happens. But uh, uh, Rashida Jones is the star, and she just kills it, like Leslie Nielsen level, just 
really, really funny. So like straight and, and confident and it just makes everything funnier. Oh, nothing's funnier than the straight face in the right in the face of lunacy. Oh, it is so great. Wow. So anyway, I've that... had such a good time, but I think that was about 80 hours long. I know we're next recommending time, too much stuff. Next time we'll do five and a half. <laughs> right, sounds good. This has been another segment of LB and Clark's top 10 and a half. Um, all right, well, let's move on to our final question while okay. we still have some time. Uh, this is Vinny, and Vinny has a, 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 well, a rather long question. Let's listen to what we got. My name is Vinny, and I am calling from New York City. I think that my boyfriend of two years has a training fetish. So I'm Googling and, uh, on our computer, and he's so dumb. He doesn't know how to erase the history. And I find the headline, Chicks with Big Dicks. Um, so I don't know what to do. I've, I have not approached him yet on this, and I have no idea on how to do it. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty much heartbroken and disgusted. And, and hey, I'm not saying, you know, I'm, I have lots of trans friends, by the way. I didn't, you know... But I mean, I, I'm just disgusted in him. I, I can't believe this is happening to me. And it's been such a rough year as it has been for everybody. And I just, I'm hurt. I'm really, really hurt. And I don't know what to do. Um, so yeah, any advice would be great. Thank you. All right. That wow. was Vinny. Thanks, Vinny. Um, right off the bat... I don't think this is as bad as you think. Yeah, I agree. I don't think this is as bad as you think. Just because someone has a fetish or a kink yeah. doesn't mean that that's what they want in real life. Right. Obviously, your boyfriend has been with you for two years. Right. You know, you don't say anything about we've been having problems right. or anything like that. This is one of those times when I feel like. Maybe good that he didn't erase this thing. Now you know if he's been ashamed of this or hiding it right. as a fetish, maybe you know about it. That doesn't necessarily mean he's going to leave you. Exactly. For, uh, for doesn't necessarily, someone trans. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean he even wants anyone trans. Yeah, but if it is just a fetish of his or a fantasy of his, right. you can maybe incorporate that into your sex life yeah absolutely because it's not it's about being open to what your partner wants and what turns them on right. and uh it doesn't mean he doesn't love you it doesn't mean that he wants someone else absolutely not and on honestly it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to start wearing dresses anytime soon because he might not be looking for that he might not want that it might just be something that he find like you said it's a kink he yeah. thinks it's sexy he thinks it's you know taboo and risque or whatever it is and it gets him off that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what he wants in his lovers or friends or anything yeah so, and you could now that you know yeah you know ask him about it but maybe try to couch it try to think of it in a way that I know part of the thing is that you feel lied to. Right. Part of the part of what I hear in your question is that you're worried that he wants this other thing. But 
a lot of it, it's like when people, now he hasn't cheated. Right. That, that you know, that, that we know, we know of. of. Yeah. But it's that thing that people usually say, like, it's not the cheating, it's the lying. Right. Which I don't think is true. <laughs> but there hasn't been that we know of any cheating. Right. So it really is the lying that's hurt you. Yeah. And the worry that that's caused you about what does this mean about your relationship if my partner has this other, you know, interest. Right. But it's just an interest. Yeah. And if you were to... Ask him about that and say, hey, you know, I found this. You know, is this a fantasy? Is this something you want? Right. You may be able to incorporate it if you love your boyfriend and say, I want you to engage in your fantasies. I want you to, you know, get turned on. And if that's something that works out, that's great. If it's the other thing right. and he says, I am just really in, into this. I want it. This yeah. is how I want to live my life. Yeah. Then that's another that's thing. That's a different story. Which you'd also want to know as well. Right. But, you know. But either way, how do you figure that out? Talk to him. Yeah, you got to talk you to gotta him. You got to talk to him. The person you... I'm sorry to phrase it this way. The person you want to fuck isn't necessarily the person you want to be with. Right. That you want to have a life with. Right. A fetish isn't a preference right necessarily and and it's a lifestyle and you know what not everyone who's into it wants to live that lifestyle yeah so maybe he's just into watching it on on you know Pornhub or whatever you you watch <laughs> Disney Channel Disney Channel and you know if anything maybe you can just start watching it with him or you know it's it doesn't necessarily need to change the dynamic of the relationship and do you, Vinny, do you have any fetishes right. that you've been keeping to yourself? Right. This is an this could be a real chance to deepen your relationship. Exactly. By being more honest with each other. So I hope any of that helps. Good luck. Yeah. And uh Godspeed. <laughs> Well, with that, that is it. We uh, we have spent way too much time talking about yes. our top 10 list, <laughs> and we have to leave because that's about our time. So if you have a question for Lori Beth, please send it to us at AskLoriBeth.com. Hit us up on all the socials at AskLoriBeth, or you can just leave us a message with your name and where you're from at 1-855-DENBERG, 1-855-DENBERG. It's also 1-855-336-2374. Yes. All right, you guys, I had a lot of fun. Did you have fun? Love, I w? did have a lot of fun. The top 10 was good and long, and yes. I really appreciate people sending in the questions oh. and really, really opening up. I really am enjoying these questions. The more you guys send, the more we like. It's yeah. great. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast. The more oh, people yeah. that know about the show, the better. So tell your friends about us, and we hope we see you again or hear you again sometime soon. Tell all your friends, congratulations. Welcome to 2021. Woo! Woo! And we're out. Bad Advice stars Lori Beth Denberg and Clark Crozier. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Our theme song is written and performed by Natty Ward. If you or someone you love is in need of some bad advice, you can submit your own question on our socials, all of which are Ask Lori Beth, or on our website at AskLoriBeth.com, or for a nostalgic twist, you can call 1-855-DENBERG. That's right, 1-855-336-2374, and leave your question in there. Thanks for listening.
Seltzer Kings Podcasts.